0: Welcome to the Japan Podcast. This is E.T., and this is going to be a short and sweet one, but today we're going to answer a question. We got a question, so whenever we get questions, we push out an episode really quick like uh, we are podcasting from the new world headquarters in Austin, Texas, Texas, for all those who don't know what I'm saying, and I pretty much know what I'm saying, <laughs> I don't know anything about Texas, I feels like such a fish out of water and there's not much water here to begin with okay so uh, without any further ado i am in the new house um i'm in a pretty much empty room except for a ikea desk that is the gallant uh half halfway assembled i'm looking in the corner over here and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's not finished yet but we're going to push this episode out not sure how long it's going to be but i'm going to give my advice on the question that uh A fan of the podcast has requested an answer for so without any further ado let's get into this question okay i'm not going to read too much of it i I didn't verify that i could talk that i could uh, read the whole email but I'll, i'll read the question so this comes from a brother from the island from the aina and uh he says his name is cash i'll go that far his name is cash and let's, let's make no, note of that word cash because we're going to need it a little bit later. So he, he has a question and this is an interesting question because I have a couple of friends who were on this kind of visa and uh, I will give you my opinions, my suggestions, my advice. So the question is uh, he recently got a visa to live and work in Japan. Uh, his mother is from Japan so he got this special visa, I don't know the name of it but it's basically a child of Japanese visa and he was wondering how hard it would be for him to get a job as a teacher and uh, a couple of qualifiers here, one of them is he doesn't have a degree just the visa. He said he's planning to move to Tokyo in August he's been looking on Gaijin Pot and some of the other sites out there and the majority of them say that you need a degree to, do- to apply Thanks for the advice you can give, any advice you can give. And they asked me, you still living in Texas? Yes, I am still living in Texas. You ever going back to Japan? Don't tell the wifey, but I hope so. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely going to be visiting at least once a year. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see. It's, it's hard. I, I spend so much time in Japan, it's hard not to, to actually be there. It's rough, man. It's tough. Definitely a whole bunch of reverse culture shock going on here in Tejas. But luckily, with the internet, with the YouTubes, with the Daily Emotions, with all the other... You can get plenty of Japanese content. So I can feel like I'm basically living in Japan. So, hold on. Got a little uh, issue with my fingernail here. Okay, so let's answer this question. First question, how hard will it be to get a job... As a teacher in Japan, so the the qualification the qualifiers of this are he doesn't have a degree, but he has a visa. So the jobs that you'll see on Gaijin Pot and other sites out there are almost always gonna ask for university degrees. And the majority of jobs out there, full-time jobs, will pretty much require a full-time degree. That said. My co-host, who's not here... Might, mate. Um, has been in Japan for... Shit, I don't know, 15 years or whatever. 14... Over 10 years for sure. Never, ever... Does he have a college degree? I don't think he does. I don't think he has a college degree. No problem. Several other friends, no problem. Uh, the the key factor is... um. You will not find these types of jobs until you're actually in Japan and your feet are on the ground. You're going to these schools. You're meeting the, t- the the teachers and things like that. Applying from overseas to a company or to a school, they're gonna want some kind of degree or something, and pretty much to get rid of the riffraff and to make you know to uh, it's like a barrier, barrier to entry. they basically just say degree on there. Um, and that's pretty much the case, unless you're from Australia or New Zealand. You get that working holiday thing going on. But we're not talking about, we're talking about an American brought out here from the Aina, from the islands of Hawaii Ne. So, that said, we, we got the basics, you know. Uh, he's pretty much not going to find a job. I, I won't, I wouldn't say 100%, but high 90% chance that you won't find a job. From your seat in Hawaii, it's going to be almost impossible to find that unless you have a connection inside connection then then if that's the case the the whole world is open um, once you get there that's a whole another story. There are so many little part time gigs in mom and mama pop English schools cram schools jukus uh semmon which are um uh what do you call them uh specialty schools, you know, like hair cutting salons and flight attendance academies, things like that. And uh, I have a friend who in Fukuoka taught at a hair salon school. I have a friend in Tokyo who teaches at a flight attendant school. So I'm not even making these things up. You know, there are these little senmon, senmon specialty, like, uh, uh you know, like, what do you call it when you go to shop class? Uh, that word is not coming to my brain right now. You know what I mean? Specialty schools, uh, plumbing school—not plumbing, you know. Flight attendant, um, any any kind of job that potentially has a lot of interaction with foreign, with a quote unquote gaijin or foreigners, English speakers. Definitely, flight attendants. That's you know, because to to get a lot of jobs with companies, you you have to have really high. Uh, Communicative abilities and things like that. So, now let's see. He said he's gonna, he's planning on moving to Tokyo in August. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't think you're gonna have a problem finding a job. And my recommendation: are you probably gonna end up finding several little jobs that will equal enough money to survive. And um what I would recommend is you probably if you, depending on where you're gonna stay, if you have a place to stay, I would recommend probably one of those gaijin, um let's see what they call I forgot what they call them. Apartments in Tokyo. Let me do a quick search here. This is definitely off the cuff podcast. Um, for example, um Sakura House. Uh, you can. Which one did I go to? My, I might actually went to Sakura House or Cherry House or Oak House or something like that. Basically, what it is is um, it's it's um week to week rentals, and you can share a room or you can get your own private room depending how much you want to pay. But here's one Sakura S A K U R A hyphen House dot com. I think it's old cows. There's a whole bunch of them around there. Just do a search for um, uh, what do you call it? Gaijin apartment Tokyo, and you'll you'll find some. If you haven't set it up already, I mean August is right around the corner, so I'm I'm hoping maybe you got relatives or you, or you you've uh, thought about setting up one of these uh, little situations here. But uh, the key is that's going to be your cheapest bet, and I think you can go week to week and maybe month month on month on these there's, there's not a long lease needed they got some funky rules though at least the one that i went to and it, they might have changed but um for example when i was there i I, was, I didn't even live there i was visiting my friend i had to pay extra to stay with him which was you know, i'm cool with that that's they're here to make money but um for him to use a heater he couldn't use his own gas heater, his own kerosene heater he had to rent theirs and there was was old and all jacked up and smelled like you know carbon monoxide poisoning in a box basically and there's a whole bunch of these little teeny rules that were kind of just really funky, uh, but um, I I'm open-minded and I don't really care, so I didn't have any. My, my friend at the time, I don't want to mention any names, He probably he might actually listen to this podcast, but uh, he was a little uptight then. I think the whole move and everything. He was not very um, understanding, I guess, and he was giving them gave them a little bit too much hard time. But uh, there were rules. You followed them. There was, you know, hot water was only on a certain time of the day. So if you're like me, I like taking a shower in the morning. But there was no hot water in the morning, it was in the evenings only. Like I said, this was, um, this was, uh, how many years ago? 10, eight, maybe eight years ago. So I don't know how much things have changed up in Tokyo at these kind of houses. But I, all I do know is you can rent week to week, and week to week, month to month. You don't need guarantor and all that shit. There is a deposit, and you can have shared rooms or your own private room. Um, community bath, bath areas, and stuff like that. So, but private showers, but community, you know, community areas, no, no big deal. You'll see a lot of. When we were there, we we saw Korean, Chinese, even Japanese, um, that were just moving to Tokyo and they needed a place to crash to get organized and. We ended up having a really, really good time with, it was New Year's Eve, it was funny. So we had, we watched the New Year's Eve countdown, we had the New Year's Eve soba with, with a nice, real, real small, cool bunch of, of people, Japanese, Korean, Chinese, and Americans, and I think uh, Aussie or, or two, but it was, it was a really good time. So that's, that's kind of the, the gaijin house. And a lot of these are at these old, like converted, company dorm type places. So, don't expect much room. But you know, if you get your own private room, that's all you need. You know, a little little area for your stuff, and just so you can get settled and get on your feet. And eventually, you know, you might stay at a long time just for the flexibility and the ability to, to, uh, uh, move around, hop around, and stuff like that. Or you might decide you want to get your own place, but then there's the whole key money deposit thing, which can be a pain in the neck. I had to pay like seven months of freaking seven months of rent just to get it a single room studio type apartment. It was a it was irritating, but it was my own place. and, and I had parking. It was kind of balla. So that's that. Pretty much takes care of the living arrangements. I'm, I'm assuming August is pretty close. So if you haven't arranged one of these, you probably should. And they have the number... I'm not going to endorse Sakura House. I don't know much about them, but... It's one of many. Just search Gaijin House in uh, Google. You'll find some. A little bit of liquid crack Coca-Cola here. So that takes care of your living arrangements once you get there. So once you're there, you you got a place to put your stuff. Shower, shave, you know, the usuals. Then you're on the hunt. You check... um, International centers, uh, job boards. You talk to the people there, and meet as many foreigners as possible. Because there's always make friends. You might have friends already. Make you know you're you're gonna be probably fi- trying to find like part-time gigs. That as long as you speak English and look halfway decent, you know you don't look like a slob. You pretty much can get pretty much get a job. You can easily usually get jobs doing uh, teaching kids classes or. And, you know stuff like that. It's pretty fun. So, uh, what else? Um, yeah, those jobs. A friend of mine now he has I think three or four jobs in Tokyo. Some of them are like one day a week. Like ones one or two or one day a week, and the other ones like a couple of days a week. And then the other two are like a couple of days. We have to here, have to there. But he ends up making like how much money would that be? I four to five thousand bucks a month take home so he's doing pretty damn good for you know stringing together a bunch of part-time jobs it does not equal 40 hours a week so he's doing pretty good uh yeah you can definitely do good depends on you know on the cash 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 comma cash as in your name <laughs> but so i think you will be able to find a job um which leads me to the cash part so uh, my advice slash recommendation is and I, if, if you listen to the podcast before, you, you know, we say bring as much money as possible because what money buys you is time, freedom, things like that. So you got yourself a little apartment or a Gaijin house slash apartment dorm kind of thing, international student dorm, anything you can get is relatively cheap. Then you're looking for a job and what you need is cash <laughs> big time. So, as much cash as possible gives you that that buffer, that security blanket that lets you stay longer. So you don't have to worry about the visa. You got that visa taken care of. You can work anywhere. It doesn't have to be teaching. You can work at a bar. You know, as a bar backer. or you can work uh, wherever it is, you know. So I don't think you know unless you really want to teach English. I don't. I mean, it's a good it's a good job. You pay good money. There's other opportunities as well that you can potentially get. Just to, you know, make ends meet. Or uh, maybe you'll find something you like. But uh, bring as much money as you can. Uh, Bring cash too. Definitely cash. Uh, Because it's a pain to deal with traveler's checks and all that stuff. But, I mean, you want to be safe. So, you know, the whole money belt type might be a good thing. Just once you get to Japan, it's not too bad. But getting to Japan, you you never know what you're going to lose it or drop it or whatever. But credit cards i don't know if you have credit cards or if you have any credit debt probably try not to have any debt when you go there because it's just a pain in the neck to to send money back or to transfer money to pay things off i'm hoping that you probably don't have too much or maybe you can make arrangements with your parents just to leave a little cash to pay the bills until you get organized um what else would i recommend tokyo is awesome uh Locations in Tokyo, you'll have there's there's all kinds of good stuff. I I would say you're gonna be depending on where you're gonna be living at. I mean if you're at this place like Sakura House or any other Gaijin house, they're 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 not too far away, so train line here and there. Definitely get the train pass as quick as possible so you don't spend waste too much money. It'll save a little bit of money. Let's see, what else can I see? Um Bring so you're gonna, if you're gonna be teaching English, you should at least bring one t- suit, maybe two. Uh, if you're a big dude, short dude, tall dude, whatever, uh, you know most Japanese people are, are relatively skinny, if not really skinny, and you know not too tall. But there are b- Tokyo is a little bit easier to get different size clothes. So uh, bring you know, I'd say I brought when I first went there, I brought four four pairs of slacks. Like five or six shirt, uh, you know, dress or Oxford type shirts. Handful of ties, some socks and some dress shoes. Along with my normal shorts, jeans, t-shirts and stuff. So, Because I knew that teaching English, it's, it's, all, it's an image thing. You usually have to wear at least a collar shirt. And most of the time, if you're teaching, uh, they kind of want you to wear a tie. But it all depends. If you're teaching kids, you can pretty much get away with anything. Roll up there and, you know, jeans and a colored polo shirt and you'll be okay. But it all depends on the school in this situation. So, um, hmm. Trying to think what else I would say. So bring the money, bring the clothes. Um, if you don't have a computer, well, you probably have a computer. Bring a laptop with you just in case. You know, you want to be able to communicate. You want to be able to, if you have to, type resumes and go get them printed. There's Kinko's and there's all kinds of places you can print stuff. Um, more advice depending on I'm assuming you're, you're relatively young I would definitely recommend that you start working on a, a degree if you're going to stay in Japan because it just makes life easier all those jobs that you can't apply for because they want a, a, a degree you, know, you could apply for even if you just start working to get an associates degree any degree you can Sometimes that's just enough to open up the door when you're in Japan already and you have the, the, the you know, the visa that you have. You're able to work and no limitations and things like that. So, highly recommend that you start getting that degree. You know, take the online courses. There's, there's universities and stuff like that you can do while you're in Japan. I mean, you can work all the way up to your master's if you really want to. But, again, it all depends how long you want to stay there, what you want to do in the future. But if you're going to stay in Japan, pretty good idea to get a degree if you're going to be teaching English just makes life easier I mean if you if you're you got any coding or web design or things like that it's not necessarily a necessity not necessarily a necessity that's pretty interesting Uh, what else I'm trying to think what else I would say I would definitely say do it even if you went there and, you know, milked your money for, like, three, four months, five months, one month, whatever. It'll be an experience of a lifetime. Even if you can't get that job, it you'll freaking enjoy it. It'll be awesome. Um, the first time I went to Japan, I went there for, like, three weeks. And it was, and I was in, like, I started in, I, I went to, like, I landed in Fukuoka, went down to Nagasaki, hung out with some people, went, you know, all around there and these little no no name islands and backwards places you know just fishing and going hanging out and eating noodles here and there and just whatever it was still eye-opening you know big time eye-opening experience then you know I spent on that trip I spent a week in Fukuoka City and I was like oh, I could live here for sure this is awesome had the rail pass went up to Tokyo Osaka, Osaka Tokyo Kobe And it was just awesome. Went back and I was like, I know I'm going to finish my degree and go back and teach English. And that's what I did. Because back then, there weren't as many resources and I didn't realize. Actually, it's kind of hard to get there without a visa. You'd have to jump country every three months to get a, a a traveling visa just to stay there. But it was just, I didn't want to have to deal with the pain. I already had a, the majority of the credits I need. I only need like an extra year and a half to, to pass to get there. But, yeah, it makes it easier. I know I'm kind of rambling and blabbling here. But, blabbling. But, just trying to, you know, give you everything that I can think of that might help you. Um Hmm. So, I got the place. You got your visa, no problem. Recommend. It's easy with in your situation it's hundred percent easier when you're on the feet feet on the ground, boots on the ground, whatever they call it um, any if you got any connections, use them as much as possible or, and make as many friends and connections as possible um, I'm not sure about your language abilities, but if your mom is from Japan, I'm assuming she's probably like most people in Hawaii <laughs> they probably. Most of my friends whose moms were Japanese. They probably forgot almost all their Japanese. But I'm sure they've listened enough. Most of them. Listening to their grandparents. And their mom when they were young. Enough that they understand basically what's going on. So just a matter of waking up those. Recessant memories. And, and data banks. Just to, And you'll be speaking Japanese. If you don't already. Really easily. Enough to get by anyways. You don't have to be fluent. Because I know. I was definitely not fluent, and Anthony the crank he's definitely not even close to being not fluent, <laughs> so uh, what else can I say um oh, um, when you're there, you're gonna wanna have a s get a cell phone instantly, so i I guess these days you can do prepaid or if not, just go to Softbank get the cheapest. You know, probably even these days bring your iPhone or or get one. Uh, Let me take that back. You can bring your own probably. If not, just get the cheapest one prepaid or whatever. You just need a number and email contact where people can send things to you. Because you're going to want to be making as many friends as possible contacts. Even the the jobs you apply for, they're going to want your cell phone number and email. Because they might just call you or they might just email you. And, you know, informational when, you know, when the interview is, when to start scheduling, things like that. So you're going to want to get a bank account, ASAP, Um, which you Tokyo is really easy because so many foreigners in Tokyo is pretty easy. It's usually someone that speaks English pretty well, even in Fukuoka, it's not it's not that bad at all. If you're in a sticks, it's a different story. You know, you're going to have to drag a student or or just go in there with your dictionary and, and pray to the gods of Japanese and English to that they'll help you. <laughs> but uh you're gonna watch you, you're gonna have your visa. You gotta get a gaijin card anyway, so you gotta go to that office. Then you're gonna after you get that bank account phone and I'm not sure exactly what order these days you'd have to do it, but you're gonna have to do it as quickly as possible. Um then you should be able to find a, you know a part-time gig looking around if i was in fukuoka what i would do is i'd go to the the international centers which in fukuoka fukuoka would be like rainbow plaza i'd go to hello work i'd definitely go to hello work definitely hit hello work cuz there's some jobs that sneak in there that nobody knows about um i'd go to your local shack show the what do you call those? I guess the municipal office or whatever. You can they can help you. If not, they can definitely help you find Japanese lessons classes and and also sometimes find jobs. So it's pretty cool. Uh, depending, you know, big cities sometimes different, but small town, you know, if you're like one or two only foreigners and there's a job that comes up, you know, it's pretty easy to get it. But there's so many little little schools that that need. Part time workers and cram schools, and things. it's pretty easy to find a job. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. So get there, get your place if you don't have one already. Get all of the silliness, you know, the guy Jean card, uh, phone. Banking situated, or at least have your money. You know, yeah, I would say get your banking situated as quickly as possible. I always carry cash with you, cause you know you never know these days when bank machines are being serviced. And my my rule of thumb is I always carry Neman like two hundred bucks with me when I'm in Japan traveling around. Almost every day I'd, I'd always carry twenty thousand. It's like, so I just it's just like a rule that something if I didn't have that twenty thousand. And then all my friends are going out, or if something pops up. I'm like, bam! I got the money. Any other time where I, you know, I can get by with just $2,000 and 20 bucks in my pocket, something would happen. I'm like, shit! I knew I should have had my twenty thousand. Half the time I'd never use it, but just having that money always on me is is golden. Yeah, I know people that carry like ten, like uh, what do we? I guess a thousand bucks. It's like Juman always Juman in their pocket. In their wallet and their billfold, whatever, because you know Japan's a lot safer than other places. So you know the chances of getting getting uh, let me knock on one for you guys. <laughs> the chances of getting mugged are you know slim to none. It's a really safe place, but you know it could happen, or you could just lose it. But yeah, I would say definitely try to carry twenty thousand yen around with you. Uh, a little bit of change. Because you know, in subway stations, you having a big bill, it's just a pain in the neck. So what you know, one big bill and a couple, I guess a ten thousand, a five thousand, five fives, and maybe a handful of you know, hundred and hundred yen or five hundred yen or fifty yen coins. You just kind of carry that 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 little bit of bankroll with you, pretty much everywhere you go, you'll be safe, good to go. Um, hmm. Don't don't party. Oh, number one rule. The biggest mistake everyone I knew that came there or met that came there made was when they first got there, they blew their load. And I don't mean the, uh, that load, I mean the cash load. So you won't get paid. Say you get a job, like today, the 16th, I guess it's 16th. Yeah, 16th. Most likely, if, if I started a job in Japan, I wouldn't get paid until, um, it's June, so basically August 1st or the end of, because usually you get paid monthly, and they're not going to pay you, you might get lucky, you might get lucky and get a half, but usually it's a month, you get paid a month behind, so you're always that month behind, and if, you know, I've known people that came there with very little money, the first weekend or two, they just had a blast, they had a, you know, we went out drinking all night three days straight eating wherever and the next thing you know they are broke and they got a month and a half I mean literally broke they're having to get borrow money from people which you don't want to get in that situation so take your time (laughs) trust me in Tokyo and other places even in rinky dink cities that party is always there so take a little bit of time to get shit situated get organized A little bit of you know Get you, you know, get get that stable foundation. And then that's when all the good stuff happens, you know. And I guess uh I'm a little bit conservative when it comes to that situation. I did the same thing, you know, I was like, Well, I know I got X amount, I had like a grand or fifteen hundred bucks cash when I went there first time. I already had my apartment set up with my company, so I wasn't worried about that. Rent was paid through the paycheck, so I didn't have to worry about that. But I knew I had like a month and a half before my first paycheck, so I was like, okay, first weekend, I definitely party, but after that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to party with you guys, but I'm not spending shit, <laughs> and I made it easily, and I always, you know, tried to keep, after a certain amount of months, you know, you get used to that monthly paycheck, and then, you know, you're able to save a little bit of money, but, like I said, that money buys you the freedom, gets you that time, you don't have the rush to get the jobs if you don't like the job you just quit that shit <laughs> especially with your visa cash you can just you know you know you're not depend on any company you're like if this if the situation is shit just freaking don't burn your bridge but just you know put your notice sorry I got something else even if you don't have you know you gotta get out of here so that's what I'm saying. I think that's enough. I did enough rambling. I hope that answers the question for yourself, Cash, and whoever else is in a situation that's kind of similar. I guess this kind of works for a lot of people who are coming to Japan in general. But your situation is a little unique. You don't have a degree. But you do have a visa with no no problem. You can work and live. And uh, you have the ancestry that helps a little bit. So I think you're in a good situation if you play your cards right. Bring enough cash. Don't forget to bring some clothes to wear to work. You know, like some, I guess, dockers type things. At least one suit. You can pick some, pick one up there later. If you're big, tall, you know, long arms, short feet, whatever, (laughs) funky looking. Any, you know, any non-Japanese sized parts of your body. Get your long and tall, big shirts and stuff before you hit there. Um, girls, you know, if you're, you got the big boobies or, you know, whatever, you're gonna have to get some, or, you you know, you just talk, Japanese girls are petite, and, you know, so if you're tall, short, well-endowed, make sure you bring your stuff, because it's gonna be harder to find there, though you can order almost everything on Amazon Japan these days, but, anyways, I think I'm gonna gonna call this one a wrap, I'm not even gonna edit it, I probably won't even throw any theme music, but, thanks for tuning in to The T-E-I-J-G podcast, formerly known as T-E-I-J-G, the Teaching English in Japan podcast, now known as the Japan podcast. And now that we're almost at the point where my studio's semi-working, I think I'm not going to commit to it. But I think we're going to get a couple of months, maybe get back to that weekly schedule of of podcasts. We'll see what we can do. Perhaps we can uh, get some of y'all that are living in Japan to... To uh, come on the show. And we'll, we'll figure something out. Anthony definitely wants to get back in the podcast again. So I'm, I'm good for that. So uh, keep, keep, keep listening. Keep subscribed. We're not going anywhere, I think. We'll be here. Bye-bye.